0: For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass-market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you.
1: Welcome, listeners, to The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, and we try to bring you a lot of really good information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. You get expert advice on supplements, and they do carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and I'll be with you again next week with Dr. Decker Weiss on the subject of digestive health and inflammatory disease. Now today we have an honored guest. It's my co-host Kevin Passaro and our subject is his most recent book, The Drug-Free Acid Reflux Solution. Welcome to the show, Kevin.
2: Thanks, Dana. It's always fun being on this side of the microphone. I think it's the first time in uh, seven years that I've actually been interviewed and not interviewing, so looking forward to today.
1: Well, it's always exciting to talk about the subject that we both love, anything to do with natural medicine, uh, supplements, healthy lifestyle. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of background for our listeners, Uh, You are a licensed naturopathic doctor, and you graduated from one of the only eight accredited naturopathic medical schools in North America, and you completed four years of postgraduate naturopathic medical education at the National College of Naturopathic Medicine in Portland, Oregon, after receiving a bachelor's degree in environmental biology from the University of Colorado. And you're the former president of the Maryland Naturopathic Doctors Association and an active member of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. And I know your mission is to bring cutting-edge natural and holistic therapies to the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and to educate people on the value of naturopathic medicine across the country. And you focus on individualized approach to medicine, and your goal is to help people uncover the answers as to why their body is in distress and find the solutions necessary to restore optimal health. So that's a lot to do. I love that you are active uh, nationally, not just locally, and I think that's important.
2: Yeah, always good to, to stay in the loop and you know keep working to spread the word about holistic approaches to health care. And you know, I think we're going to talk about today sort of highlights this idea that there's more than one way to look at health and unfortunately in the current model of medicine many people just get one type of recommendation or one type of approach and it can come with some resolution of symptoms but not usually resolution of the underlying disease or condition and and by using certain therapies to just cover up symptoms you actually create Additional risks beyond just what the condition itself was. And so, um, you know, the work that you do, Dana, and the work that many of the people we interview on the show um, doing integrative medicine, functional medicine, naturopathic medicine, holistic medicine, whatever you want to call it, are really practitioners and providers that are focused on really looking deeper into why somebody's body is in distress and respecting the natural function and process of the body and working with it to resolve a a health condition rather than just suppressing it.
1: And that's very well said, and it certainly applies to this extremely common condition, acid reflux, GERD. Let's talk about those and differentiate between some of the terms.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can sort of discuss here on this topic, and um, you know, this is why I, I wrote a book at it. Somebody wrote a book about it. Somebody came to me and said, "Hey, we'd love for you to do a book," um, you know, and they didn't have a topic in mind. And I said, "All right, well, what do you want me to write about?" And they said, "Well, I don't know. Pick something that a lot of people have, and that's relatively easy to resolve, you know, with natural type therapies." And I said, "Well, how about reflux? I mean, we know that." 70 million Americans roughly suffer from acid reflux, and about $140 billion is spent each year on uh, reflux-related treatments. Reflux prescription drugs are, um, you know, very, very commonly prescribed and usually up in the top 10 of uh, highest-grossing pharmaceuticals um, as far as revenue on an annual basis and, and a top prescription. And, you know, they're less so top prescribed drugs these days, because as we know, many of them became available over the counter. So now you don't even really need to go to your doctor to get sort of pretty potent and powerful acid blocking medications. Um, You can just go into the drugstore and grab something off the shelf. You know, So um, if you don't mind, I mean, I'd love to frame people a little bit about sort of the, the history of reflux. It's kind of an interesting story. I mean, you can go back to Um, records as far as 3000 BC when, you know, an ancient culture of the Sumerians sort of made notes that a diet consisting of really rich food caused this burning pain behind the chest. And there was a, a Roman naturalist who lived between 23 AD and 79 AD, and he was the first known person to invent a treatment for acid reflux. What he did is he got calcium powder that he ground, he extracted calcium from ocean coral. So he would grind up ocean coral. And basically what it was was a natural source of calcium carbonate. And people would take this as a way to sort of soothe their indigestion that occurred from overeating and eating too many rich foods. Now, we know calcium carbonate, and Dana, you probably know, I mean, calcium carbonate, what is calcium carbonate as far as a a product is concerned? It's a really popular one. <laughs> the it's Tums. Tums to Tom tums, <laughs> tums, right? Everybody goes and. Grabs their little roll of Tums for reflux. I mean, they were looking at those things back in 23, you know, AD basically. And then, you know, in in 1888, there was like the first kind of big breakthrough. There was a product called Bromaceltzer. Now this was a disaster. This was sodium bromide and acetaminophen, which helped to both relieve indigestion and, and headache pain. And people took it for a while but it was taken off the market in 1975 because bromine or sodium bromide is highly toxic. It was actually noted that broma was the number one reason for false admissions to the emergency room for uh, psychiatric or schizophrenic episodes, meaning too much bromine causes can induce a sort of um, a psychiatric Meltdown basically. And so in 1975, it was taken off the market and reformulated um, without this bromine, and it became Alka Seltzer. And that is obviously still on the market today. And then it was in 1976 when the big breakthrough happened a drug called Tagament, which is known as a histamine H2 blocker. And as maybe we'll talk about later in the show, these histamine pathways in the stomach are partly responsible for making stomach acid. And then it was later on, um, that type of medication is estimated to reduce acid secretions by almost 85% in the stomach, and it really brought a lot of quick relief to a lot of people. And then it was in 1988 that the darling of of acid reflux medications hit the market. That was the proton pump inhibitors. These are very powerful, very specific acid-blocking agents, which were really the, the the pinnacle of relieving suffering for acid reflux um, victims. Within eight years, the PPIs became the world's highest ever grossing prescription medication. And we'll talk about, you know, some of these other medications and what they go under. But, you know, that's that's sort of the story and the evolution of looking at reflux. People have been suffering from it for a very long time. And I think when you look at the, the drugs that have been developed for it, we get to this question, Dana, of, you know, the vilifying acid. So maybe we should talk about that for a minute.
1: Yes, that is the first question, because most people think that they have excess acid, and that's not really what's going on. So describe that for us, Kevin.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that is what everybody thinks. I mean, you have this burning pain. It feels like acid and the doctors say you have too much acid and then you take a medication that suppresses the acid and you feel better. So it's very logical. And then you watch your TV commercials and they have all sorts of, you know, acid monsters jumping around in your stomach. But what we know is that the stomach is supposed to be acidic. When you do research on humans, we know that the acidity of the stomach should be about at a pH of 2. Now, pH levels, the lower the pH level, the more acidic it is. A pH of 2 is strong enough to melt a metal nail. And people are like, wow, no wonder I really need a lot of those acid blockers. But that's actually what's supposed to happen because acid has a vital role in our digestive health right? So Dana, you know some of the important things that acid does. What, what does acid do to help our health?
1: Well, first of all, it helps break down food, but it also uh, kills the bugs. And so That's right. It, it's protective there. Um, and it, the reason it doesn't aggravate the stomach is that protective layer, the gag layer. And my metaphor for that is I have a wooden desk, wood desk, and it has a glass top. And that glass top protects the desk from anything I spill. Mm-hmm. And I see that as a good metaphor for the protection the stomach has. But we know that that protection gets uh, invaded, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure you'll tell us about that. I think, yeah. I think the most important thing that I, I think most people aren't aware of, if you're not acid enough in the stomach you won't stimulate in the small intestine the release of alkalizers and enzymes for digestion. And so that's where people get that bloated bloop feeling yeah. after eating. So go ahead and describe that more fully.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you bring up some really great... Great points. We need acid. Acid is what denatures our proteins. Proteins are these amino acid chains that are all wound up in these tight little balls. And what acid does is it unwinds those chains of amino acids so that the other digestive enzymes in our small intestines can cleave those amino acids apart and we can absorb and break down our proteins. As you mentioned, it also acts as an amazing uh, passive immune layer. We take in more, I mean, besides breathing, taking in food, our food is dirty and it's supposed to be dirty it's covered in organisms and we fertilize it with you know things that come from animals and it gets handled by our hands and it's you know sometimes undercooked and you know throughout survival we needed a layer of defense or our gi system would constantly be invaded by microbes and so the acid serves as this way of just immediately killing off a ton of microbes and proper acidity in the stomach is needed for that and we'll talk about later in the show Some of the, the, I mean, the side effects associated with acid blocking medication, it is no joke. Literally every single year, a new major study comes out showing significant problems. And these are not little problems. These are problems that sometimes can result in death. And some of the most significant side effects associated with acid reflux medication use has to do with an increased susceptibility to infections in the gut. So we know that this is absolutely a cause. The, the issue that people need to get their heads around is that, you know, the reflux, the acid is irritating the system, causing your symptoms. Yes, it is. But we need to understand how to improve the function of the stomach and the proper function of the digestive system so that acid is not irritating. As you mentioned, the stomach has this incredibly twofold approach to protecting itself from acid. People would say, well, geez, if it's acidic enough to melt a nail, then why doesn't my stomach just digest itself with all that acid sitting in there? Well, you're right. It's It's like that glass
1: the Cover. glass protection what and, i what i'd yeah. like to do is we need to pause for a moment sure. and come yep. back but i'm going to to tease our listeners you why does why can acid melt a nail and it's safe in the stomach and more discussion of digestion. I think it's important. And for those who've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. And we are brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information from my co-host, Dr. Kevin Pissarro.
4: Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of
5: stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415. West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. and Village Green Apothecary.
4: Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths, offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530- or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. Now, I'm Dana Lake, alternating the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, and Dr. Pissarro is our guest for the day. It's quite an honor. Uh, we have been talking about reflux, acid reflux, the medications that are taken. We're going to expand on that with regard to what the medications can do that is harmful and talk about natural ways uh, to protect ourselves against acid reflux and to actually handle acid reflux. And he's talking about a book that he's written called The Drug-Free Acid Reflux Solution. So, Kevin, let's keep this conversation going.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about some of the, the protective layers about why the stomach doesn't digest itself and it has this mechanism for protecting itself from acid from these very specialized cells that secrete mucus which everybody's familiar with which acts as one layer of protection but most importantly they release a a sodium bicarbonate which is basically an acid neutralizer now our esophagus does not contain these specialized cells So any little bit of acid that gets from our stomach into our esophagus will cause excruciating pain and discomfort, and that is the pain and discomfort most classically associated with reflux, chest pain, chest tightness, burning sensations, and it can be miserable. People wake up in the middle of the night frequently thinking that they're having a heart attack. It's a gripping, really uncomfortable pain, and it can make people absolutely miserable. And that's because the esophagus has no protection. So we need to understand in treating reflux is, yes, you can just suppress the acid so less of it gets into the esophagus, Now, when we do that, as we're going to talk about, it creates a whole setup for problems because, as we discussed in the first segment, we need that acid to properly digest food and, and operate our digestive system. Or what we can do is make sure that the acid stays in the stomach. And then there are things that we can do to heal an irritated esophagus if acid reflux has been occurring and ongoing. Now, what we know and what research is showing us is that reflux is seeming to be a condition just more associated with general inflammation. It's almost like we have lots of inflammatory conditions. We have things like arthritis, which is an inflammation in the joints. We have other types of inflammatory sinusitis, when the sinuses are inflamed. Reflux is starting to look more and more like it's a generalized inflammatory condition targeted at the stomach and esophagus rather than just something that relates to acid. So again, we need to stop vilifying acid as a way, uh, as, as, a, as a cause of reflux. And so maybe we should talk about, if it's not too much acid, you know, what is causing reflux, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And then, I mean, just real quick, people need to understand that reflux can present in many different ways. It may not just be the classic burning feelings, but I've seen plenty of patients, things like hoarseness in the throat, a chronic cough, a feeling of a lump in the throat, chest pain, feelings of hunger right after eating, decreased appetite, appetite sinus problems, tooth decay, bitter taste in your mouth. These are all symptoms. Not everybody has pain. Now, if it's not too much acid, then what is it? Well, I mean, I've sort of identified and laid out about seven major risk factors for acid reflux in my book. And, you know, the first one we can see is is oftentimes there are things that either increase the amount of pressure, what we call intra-abdominal pressure, so that's pressure in the lower intestines that's pushing up and causing the acid to reflux up. Or things that weaken, there's this very specific specialized muscle called the LES, the lower esophageal sphincter, that sits right at the base of the esophagus above the stomach. And that muscle is supposed to stay really, really tight. And if it's tight, it prevents acid from being able to splash up into the esophagus. And there are certain behavior, lifestyle behaviors that many people engage in that weaken that muscle and allow the acidity to then reflux back up into the esophagus. So we know one major risk factor is obesity, huge one, especially obesity and, and carrying way too much weight in the midsection. All that weight in the midsection puts pressure on the internal organs, increases the intra abdominal pressure, and, and increases risk for acid to reflux up. In addition, we know that obesity and being overweight produces a chronic inflammatory state in the body everywhere fat cells adipose cells produce chemicals that trigger the inflammatory cascades in our body which is one of the reasons why obesity is associated with all inflammatory conditions including arthritis and heart disease and diabetes and cancer and things that we know are traced to inflammation and many people will find that if they engage in a lifestyle exercise nutrition program that results in a significant amount of weight loss their reflux will start to resolve.
1: Another that, one is... Go by the way, you're doing such a beautiful job of discreetly explaining some real complex issues.
2: Yeah, it's a complicated process. And the first part of understanding how to take a different approach besides just taking a drug is to understand your body and realize that if you understand the physiology, these other therapies start to make more sense than just using a drug. So another risk factor is smoking. Now, smoking, uh, for, fortunately, is becoming more passe as people become more aware of the risks. But smoking significantly reduces the tone of that lower esophageal sphincter. And cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, will cause that sphincter to be very loose and really increase risk for acidity. It also significantly increases inflammation. Alcohol is another one that really impedes the... Um, the, the the tone of that lower esophageal sphincter. Stress is a big deal. Um, and we know that you know stress used to be associated with ulcers, right? But stress does a few things. Um, you know, they, it, high stress levels make you release more levels of, of cortisol, which are your stress hormones, right? And cortisol has some specific ties to stomach acid because it can result in the overproduction of stomach acid. So your body produces more of it. And in addition, because cortisol affects the production of chemical messengers in the body that are called prostaglandins. And these are the things that stimulate the production of mucus on the stomach layer. So you have too much stress hormone in your body. You de- you're actually decreasing that, that glass tabletop that Dana has on her desk that protects her pretty wood. You're, you're making that thinner by having increased amount of stress hormones. So managing stress is an important part of managing reflux. We know certain medications can result in increased risk of reflux, particularly the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory class or NSAIDs. These do this very similar thing to cortisol. We know that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug therapy causes significant risk for GI problems, which is why A class of drugs was developed to help with inflammation but protect the stomach. Now, that was a big mistake because that led to the production of Vioxx, and we know what happened with Vioxx. While we protected the stomach, we caused a lot of heart attacks, and that drug was pulled from the market and was considered a complete disaster when it came to the amount of people that have major coronary issues as a result. But these drugs do the same thing. as They suppress these prostaglandins and these chemical messengers in our body that promote inflammation, it helps get us out of pain, but it also suppresses those chemical messengers that are in charge of helping our stomach to make that protective layer that protects it from acid. And if the stomach gets irritated, if you start loosening or or reducing that layer, the stomach gets irritated because acid touches it and the stomach's just a muscle, guys. The stomach then, when it gets irritated, it contracts. And when it contracts, it basically pushes acid up against that sphincter into the esophagus. So that's how it relates specifically to reflux and not just ulcers. Um, Certain trigger foods can be uh, problematic um, for reflux, and it depends on the on the person of um, certainly people know about spicy and acidic foods as a trigger for reflux, but in my opinion, spicy and acidic foods are just irritating something that's already irritated. Most of my patients and most of the people that have read the book, by the time they've gone through through the acid reflux recovery program, they're able to eat these foods again because they're only irritating them if it's already irritated. So I tell patients all the time, if you have a cut on your hand and you're squeezing a lemon and lemon juice gets in that cut, it's going to really burn. But if you have no cuts on your hand or anything and you squeeze a lemon and you get lemon juice on your skin, it doesn't hurt. The the citrus and acid and spicy food is irritating something that's already irritated. Infection, specifically H. pylori infection, that's a very specific type of bacteria that can cause a degradation of that glass tabletop um, that protects the wood on Dana's desk or the protective layer in the stomach, and that bacteria causes those cells to malfunction. Acid then ends up hitting the stomach and the stomach ends up getting irritated, contracting, and you very commonly get a lot of reflux symptoms associated with H. pylori infection. And then number seven is probably one of the most common but overlooked causes of acid reflux symptoms, and that's food sensitivities. And we're not talking about frank allergies. These aren't the type of things like a peanut allergy where your lips swell or you get hives after eating something. These are food sensitivities that are causing a low degree of inflammation on an ongoing basis that irritates the stomach and esophagus and makes people at risk for reflux. Again, nothing to do with acid, and we'll talk about these when we discuss the reflux recovery diet a little bit later. So, Dana, I mean, that is almost the segment. I'll let you do any wrapping thoughts, and then when we come back, we can talk about some of the drug therapies, side effects, and then get right into the natural treatments.
1: Well, you've been very thorough here. I would throw in with obesity pregnancy because of the pressure uh, from the developing baby. It's very common for women to experience it. And the other one um, is is so benign, and I think sometimes uh, forgotten. We're always as nutritionists and and holistic practitioners reminding people to improve, increase their water intake, and that's essential for puffing up that protective, what I call glass tabletop, the GAG layer, the GAG layer called glycosaminoglycans. It depends. On enough water, it reminds me of a sponge when you get the water in there. The sponge mm-hmm. sort of puffs up, and it's uh the bo- the book the body's many cries for Waters, uh, water water describe that and the improvement of people with ulcers just on water. So that's the only other thing I would throw in and we're at the end of the segment but we are going to continue this conversation and for those of you who have just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour and we're talking with my co-host Kevin Passaro about the drug-free acid reflux flex solution stay with us we'll be right back
0: mega food premium whole food supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended mega food believes mother nature knows best they select only fresh whole food harvested at the peak of ripeness handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle mega food from farm to tablet Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary.
4: All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary. or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils
5: the brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body and this is where gero formulas neuro optimizer comes to the rescue neuro optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory mood concentration and focus neuro optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories neuro optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary.
0: Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more? That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome, listeners, to the third segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. And a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. You can get expert advice on supplements, and they do carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're having an interesting discussion with our co-host, Kevin Passaro, and our subject is his most recent book, The Drug-Free Acid Reflux Solution. And that book is available through greenhealing.com, through Amazon, and Village Green. Village Green carries the book. So uh, we've been talking about acid reflux. We've talked about the risk factors, which are numerous. And Kevin, you might just want to fly over those to help bring our listeners up to date if they've just tuned in. And then we've got much more to talk about. So let's keep it going.
2: Sure. So yeah, it's actually uh, greenhealingnow.com is the website where you can get the book or at Village Green. Um, Amazon is a possibility, but for some reason, the books are listed at a very high price on Amazon, and I don't quite know why. But Village Green is a a great resource. So yeah, we've been talking about other risk factors. And when we went into the break, I mean, there was one other one I thought of. You mentioned water consumption, but one people don't think of is constipation. A lot of people who are chronically constipated, one bowel movement every three to four days, oftentimes have reflux because if things aren't moving through, they're sitting in the colon, causing increased pressure, increased intra-abdominal pressure, and often leading to reflux. And if somebody says, I have reflux, and it also turns out they have constipation, usually when we get the constipation under control, which is very easy, the reflux resolves without any other interventions. So let's talk about... um, you know, what management of reflux, now that we've sort of discussed reasons and hows and whys, we've talked about these acid reflux medications. Most commonly, what people are prescribed are the proton pump inhibitors. And these go by many different names, Asifex, Dexalant, Nexium, Prevacid, Prilosec, Protonix are the brand names, names like Pantoprazole, omeprazole, lansoprazole. Um, these are sort of the, the generic names. And then there's the H2 blockers, which are the ones more likely available over the counter, um, although they all pretty much are these days, Tagamet, Pepcid, um, Zantac, right? And we talked about the mechanism of how these drugs work, really blocking the production of acidity in the stomach. And so here's where we run into the problem. For a while, we've known that there's some significant side effects associated with these drugs. And what we really know clearly is that the longer you use them, the greater your risk of these side effects. And this is the problem. When these drugs were developed, the FDA mandates and states that these drugs, specifically PPIs, are designed to be used used for about two weeks at a time you know, no more than a certain amount of times a year with a time in between using them because they do have an application. I'm not totally vilifying these drugs. If somebody has a major ulcer, using a PPI for a brief period of time to reduce the acidity to allow it to heal is a reasonable approach, the problem is is that they're, in my opinion, improperly prescribed. People are given never-ending prescriptions because the people treating the reflux, the physicians, don't have any other way of helping Mr. Smith or Mrs. Jones with their crushing reflux that causes chest pain that wakes them up in the middle of the night that won't allow them to eat anything. And so they say, well, geez, I really want to help this person. We know these drugs work. Here you go. And I've literally seen people, and I'm sure you have too, Dana, on these medications for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, I've been on it forever, doc, you know, and it works. And if I come off of it, I'm miserable. Well, we know the longer you're on it, the more you're at risk. And one of the, we're going to go through some of these four extremely, there's actually now six since I've written the book, the book's about two years old, there's been two more significant studies that have come out showing risk. One of them that we've known for a really long time is increased risk of bone fracture, So this is serious because a lot of women that I see come into my office and they say, doc, I need you to help me with osteoporosis. I went and had my DEXA scan and I've got bone density loss. And I look through their medication list and I say, well, you're also on an acid blocking drug. How long have you been on that? Well, 10 or 15 years. Well, do you know that causes fracture risk and osteoporosis, right? No, my doctor never told me that. And I don't know how to get off of it. And the risks can be significant. It can be up to a two-fold risk, even more than that in some people taking these drugs. So it's a significant side effect. And what we think is that this medication, as it blocks the production of stomach acid, your bone actually also has to produce a tiny amount of acid to break down old bone that's kind of like like rusted, basically. Your bone gets old and, and needs to be taken away so that new bone can be built. And if you don't have that little bit of a acidity in the cells that are responsible for breaking down bone, they can't break down this old sort of rusty, fragile, brittle bone to put new healthy bone in its place. And so that's the best theories that we can think of. We also know that reduced stomach acid prevents your ability from absorbing and ionizing calcium. So reduced nutrient absorption is another theory as to why fracture risk is a possibility with these drugs. And it's a serious risk. Um, Another really important one is going to be increased risk of some very serious infections. So we found that this was a case, this is a study based on the review. It was published in 2009 in the very prestigious Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, and it was a Harvard-based researcher reported a 30% increased risk of hospital-based pneumonia in patients on proton pump inhibitors when they're admitted to the hospital. So what that means is if you're a patient and you're taking one of these drugs and you have to go into the hospital, if you're on one of these drugs, when you get admitted, you have a 30% increased risk of acquiring pneumonia. The study was based on the review of 64,000 patient records, and the researchers estimated that the PPIs accounted for 180,000 cases of hospital-acquired pneumonia and 33 1000 deaths a year from complications wow. associated with hospital-based pneumonia. So, I mean, this is a significant issue. That's why I said some of these things are very serious. And, you know, that acidity in the stomach is an incredibly important part of our passive immune system. So how does a reflux drug cause pneumonia? Well, the esophagus and the trachea are very closely interlinked. And if you have an overgrowth of some very powerful bugs that you acquire in a hospital that are in the food or contaminated from another sick person or a nurse going from room to room or in the air circulation, and they're supposed to get killed off by the acidity, if they don't, they can sit in the esophagus, migrate, to the trachea and find their way to the lungs. So it's a huge part of even upper respiratory, upper respiratory bronchial health. Now, the other major infection is C. difficile, which is a severe, causes severe diarrhea and often becomes life-threatening. It is the most common hospital-acquired infection, currently surpassing MRSA, and 90% of cases are contracted due to the administration of antibiotics disrupting the natural flora of the gut. Each year, more than 28,000 people die of C. difficile infections. That's significant, with almost all of them being contracted in the hospital or just after leaving the hospital. These cases are very difficult to treat, and roughly 20% of people will have another recurrence and require more antibiotics. It's one of the most expensive conditions to manage, costing somewhere between $4,000 and $9,000 to treat it each time, and we spend about $3.8 million a year treating these infections. Now, this was a study published in March 2012 in the Journal of Clinical Gastroenterology, um, looking at over 200,000 cases from 30 different studies between 1994 and 2010. They found what all the other studies have shown, that PPI therapy is associated with a two-fold increase in risk for a C. diff infection. So if you're taking this drug, you're twice as likely to get a C. diff infection if you end up needing to go to the hospital. And people die of it, and I know people die of it because my grandma died of it. She had pneumonia, went to the hospital, got antibiotics, and the hospital got a C. diff infection and never made it out. It is a real issue that people die of, and it's a significant problem that hospitals do not currently know how to to, uh, really manage. Wow. Number 3 is vitamin and mineral deficiencies. These and these are significant. There's there's black there's warnings, warning labels on these drugs showing that you can have significant reduction of minerals such as iron and B12. In in 2011, the FDA issued a warning that long-term use can result in magnesium deficiency specifically when it's coupled with certain types of antihypertensive drugs. So these are real nutrient deficiencies that can cause problems. We know that low B12 levels, particularly as we age, is associated with increased risk of Alzheimer's and dementia and age-related cognitive declines. So making sure that you absorb your nutrients properly is very important. And this isn't even looking at all the other amino acids and other nutrients that we know are affected by stomach acid. And then one of the other major side effects is the fact that these medications are addictive. If you're on a PPI drug for more than a month and you abruptly try and come off of it, you're going to have symptoms, even if you didn't have symptoms prior to going on it. So I don't have reflux, but if I took a PPI for a month and stopped it, I would have reflux because your brain is constantly trying to sense how much acidity is in your stomach. And if the medication is shutting it down, your brain is sensing it and releasing more and more hormones to trigger the cells to make acid. Now, the drug is blocking that from happening. But as soon as you remove the drug, you have increased levels of these acid forming hormones in your body and your stomach kicks into overdrive and you do enter a brief state of hyperacidity. Now, even more significant, in the last two years, there was a huge study that came out showing increased risk of chronic kidney disease associated with proton pump inhibitors. This was a big, large-scale study that showed a pretty clear correlation between formation of chronic kidney disease, which is on the rise, and PPI medication. And another more recent one that came out of researchers from Stanford when they mined a whole bunch of data and studies showing a significant increased risk of heart attack and cardiovascular disease associated with PPIs. Now, it didn't show the same correlation with the other class of medications called H2 blockers, which seem to be safer, but the most commonly prescribed proton pump inhibitors are now, since I wrote the book, very closely tied to kidney disease and heart disease on top of the bone fracture, hospital-acquired pneumonia, hospital-acquired C. diff, which can both be deadly diseases, vitamin and mineral deficiencies, and their addictive property and difficulty to come off. So those are all the reasons why you want to try and stay away from these drugs um, by seeking out people that can help you with more natural approaches, which I guess we're going to have to get to in the next segment.
1: Yes, yes, you've been uh, so thorough. And that vitamin mineral deficiency, we see this, and I'm, I know you're familiar with it, we see it so much in young children who are reacting to a formula, who are put on an acid, and then kept on it, for most of their life. So by the time they're two or three, they have failure to thrive. And uh, what surprises me is that the pediatricians are just not tuned into this. They're not aware that they should have been looking for a different formula, changing what the child was eating. So we'll talk more about management uh, in our final segment. And for those who have just joined us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living, And we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. We're talking with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, And our subject is the drug-free acid reflux solution. And our next segment, we'll talk about the solutions. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number 7 available at Village Green Apothecary.
5: If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health today. Available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
4: New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated. Non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
5: Some things are hard to stomach and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalardi from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains, suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function, in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today, available through your healthcare professional and Village Green
2: apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D, with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin
0: D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available
1: at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, and we do try to bring you a wide variety of really good information. I want you to also be reminded that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health, via their website and the store on Cedar Lane. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we are honored to have Kevin Passaro. Uh, my co-host uh, is our guest today, and we've been talking about the Drug-Free Acid Reflux Solution, And that is his book, the most recent book, and you can get it through greenhealingnow.com and Village Green. Village Green is your resource for lots of literature and information, and they do carry Kevin's book. So let's talk about acid reflux solutions, Kevin.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we've explained so much in the show today. We've talked about in the last segment the medications that are commonly used for reflux. So now let's talk about what we can do in place of medications, because that's really what people are interested in doing. So, I mean, it's always a good idea to talk to your doctor first if you're thinking about coming off your medication. Um, You know, a lot of people may have, or some people may have a condition called Barrett's esophagus, which is actually a precancerous condition that's occurring in the lower esophagus because of chronic reflux. And those are cases that are a little bit more tricky where you definitely want to be working with your doctor to make sure that everything's going smoothly. Otherwise, a lot of people, you know, taking these medications is more just for comfort. And so, um, while well, it's a good idea to talk to your prescribing doctor. There's a lot you can do otherwise. Now, far and above there is one supplement that stands out more so than any other, in my experience, when it comes to helping with reflux symptoms, and that one supplement is called deglycerated licorice or deglycerizinated licorice. And what they've done, it's called, also referred to as DGL, they've removed the glycerizing portion of licorice. And why this is important, because the removal of this portion of licorice, this, this constituent in the plant, makes it safe for people with high blood pressure and makes dosing high doses of of this type of DGL very effective and safe for most of the population. In addition, DGL seems to have more affinity for supporting and healing the digestive tract, upper digestive tract, than does regular licorice. Now, how does it work? What we know is that when DGL comes in contact with the cells of the esophagus and stomach, it seems to trigger them to release some of that mucus, bicarbonate, and other types of secretions that support healing. And it is honestly, for many people, nothing short of a miracle. The biggest problem that people have is that not all DGL is sort of created equal. Um, You know, people will hear it's good for reflux they'll walk into a place like Village Green or maybe even just any place, and they just kind of grab one off the shelf. They take one pill a day, and they say, well, geez, doc, it didn't help. Well, it's because they didn't reach a therapeutic dose necessary to actually treat a symptom or treat a condition like it needs to be. So looking for the type of preparation of what your DGL looks like is incredibly important, and that also has to do with the the concentration of it, and the the dose of it. So we really want something that's like a 10 to 1 extract. So that's basically, it's a highly, highly concentrated source of DGL And I'm oftentimes recommending 400 to 500 milligrams of a 10-to-1 extract taken two to three times a day at the beginning. And that's really important because if you don't hit that therapeutic window, that therapeutic dose, you may not get any benefit. And it's not because DGL doesn't work. It's because it wasn't used effectively. I'm also a huge advocate of using DGL as a powder or as a chewable or as as something because the the the, the licorice this DGL has to actually touch the cells in order to stimulate this healing property. So as a powder, as you drink it, it literally coats your entire esophagus, the lower edge of your esophagus by that sphincter, and coats your stomach. If you take something as a tablet or as a capsule, sometimes those don't even break down until they're in the small intestine or just getting through the stomach. So you've missed that opportunity to really affect the upper area of the GI system, mainly the esophagus, which is the primary injury site of acid, reflux. And so, you know, a lot of the re- remedies I recommend are chewable or powders when it comes to that. Um, so, and I know village green does stock great DGL products that have this, this specification that I give of a 10 to one extract and can hit that dosing window. Um, Another one that I really love for reflux is uh, other things that support soothing and healing of the esophagus. These are herbs like, like aloe vera. There are certain types of aloe vera juice and aloe vera extracts. Now, you want to be careful what you get because some aloe vera preparations are designed to treat constipation and are very stimulatory, but some are just healing and soothing, mainly like the aloe vera juice um... slippery elm bark marshmallow root these are soothers and healers to the upper GI system and are oftentimes components of a lot of different acid reflux treatments Zinc carnosine is a very specific type of zinc preparation that has been shown to help to soothe and heal irritated tissue in the stomach and the esophagus. And there's a product that they carry at the Village Green that's a chewable zinc carnosine. And this can work almost as like an immediate effect um, to help get people out of reflux trouble if they're having some pain. Just be careful if you take zinc on an empty stomach. Some people may be sensitive and get a little nausea. So it's better to take it on a full stomach. Ensuring that you're digesting your food well and actually counterintuitively, some treatments that boost stomach acid actually help to reduce reflux, right? Completely counterintuitive to what the current medical approach is. But some people are even able to take hydrochloric acid supplements to increase stomach acidity and their reflux goes away. Now, I don't recommend people do this right at the beginning because if there's a lot of irritation, sometimes that acidity, increased acidity makes things worse. So I always recommend the soothers and healers like DGL for a couple weeks and then maybe trying a little bit of HCL. And there's very specific guidelines in my book about how to use HCL supplements properly because they are acidic and caustic and you want to be careful with them. Other natural ways to do it, something like bitters, bitter sprays, um, these are old fashioned bitters. They increase stomach acidity and improve digestion. That helps to increase the muscle tone of that lower esophageal sphincter. Even things like apple cider vinegar, a tea, tablespoon and a little bit of water taken 10 minutes before a meal, increases acidity, improves, ingestion and improves digestion and can help to support the muscle tone of that upper uh, lower esophageal sphincter. Other one that I really love that's very important is mastic gum. Oftentimes, it's called mastica or mastic gum. Um, This is an extract from the mastic tree, and it's incredibly soothing and healing to the stomach and the esophagus. It's been shown to have anti-inflammatory properties directly on the stomach. The other thing that I love about it is it's shown to have very strong action against these H. pylori infections, which can cause a lot of reflux and ulcers in in many people. And while we don't know that everybody who has reflux or we know that everybody who has reflux doesn't have H. pylori, it can be an important part of just balancing the microflora of the stomach because actually, in fact, most of us have some low levels of H. pylori in our gut and it's actually considered to be somewhat healthy to have low levels. It's when it gets out of control that that it causes all these symptoms. But mastic gum can help to balance those bacteria just like taking a probiotic can. And these are some of my favorite natural therapies. In the book, I give specific guidelines on how to slowly wean down on your supplements while wean down on your medications while using these supplements to prevent the rebound acid problems and to make sure that you're successful. And I give specific doses and information. And I've had so many people email me and tell me how successful they were in coming off their medications by following the protocol outlined in my book, which simply came from all of the hundreds and hundreds of people that I've treated in my practice for the same thing. I don't think we're, yeah.
1: These are such good recommendations. I would throw in there probiotics, which I know you use with people anyway. Uh, And, You really nailed it uh, on the specific guidelines, especially the fact that with DGL, it needs to be therapeutic. And I wish we had more time, Kevin. I know. We will do this again. I know. Well,
2: thank you, Dana.
1: uh, Thank you for for the show, Dr. Kevin Pissarro, And thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living here on 1500AM. You can access this show or any of the previous shows through my Village Green. Dot com. As our lives move forward, I am always reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive health-enhancing choices. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take, it's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Did you
0: know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more? That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.